Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Winners of the East London Challenge Cup soon after their formation in 1885. The old Millwall Rovers are now known to their roaring supporters as the last. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Octon Millwall. Howdy doody, dear listeners. Welcome to a grey and overcast South Bermondsey to the den specifically for the visit of Barnsley in the Championship. You're listening, of course, to Akdung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart, your regular podcaster and voice of the den. Um, strange atmosphere at the moment. I don't know, it's kind of like a wet afternoon, muggy, windy, not cold, but an odd kind of early autumnal afternoon. Den's probably about half full at the moment. It's actually quite a big game this afternoon, though it lacks any kind of glamour, doesn't it? The visit of Barnsley can never be any kind of glittering occasion. This afternoon's team news is uh, Williams is out. Tommy Cliff starts in midfield. Uh, Lee Gregory returns up front. What's wrong with Williams? Who knows? I don't know. I've not seen anything on social media. I've not seen anything online. I'm going to presume injured. He's not on the bench either. Achtung, Milbal. Jill Nasher in goal, because the back line, Conor McLaughlin, James Meredith, Sean Hutchinson and Byron Webster. Midfield then will be Tunnycliffe and Saville. On the wings, Aidan O'Brien and, and Jed Wallace. Up front, Lee Gregory, Steve Morrison. The threadbare bench, as ever, is Dave Martin, the goalkeeper. Tony Craig, Shane Ferguson, Ben Thompson, Fred on your dimmer. Marlon Romeo and Jake Cooper. What's up with Sean, Sean Williams? Who knows? Maybe got a knock on, on Tuesday night. Great win. Coming from behind, as they say. Uh, after being out of the, shut out of the game, mostly by um, Reading on Tuesday night. We came back, haven't got a goal down to win it 2-1. Fine late, late performance. Showed a lot of bowl and a lot of um, fibre to come back and nick the points there. Another big game here this afternoon, oh dear listeners. Bowles sitting just one place above the bottom three relegation zone. In 21st position on eight points. Mill, of course, in 12th on 13. Staring upwards. 
suppose Barnsley will be looking downwards beneath them. Obviously, uh, Birmingham, Sunderland, Bolton, three big names in the relegation zone. So we're now set to go, dear listeners. Lions will be attacking the away in the first half. Morrison gets it underway. Barnsley in a change strip today of white shirts, green sleeves and shorts. What that's got to do with Barnsley's red and white kit, traditionally I have no idea whatsoever. Who designs these sports kits, incidentally? Some of the shockers you see on your TV these days are truly appalling. I was watching the Premier League before I came out this afternoon and Huddersfield in their uh, sky blue and white shirts with kind of dot arrangements all over them. Who messes with traditional iconic kits for a living? I don't know. Same with Atletico Madrid. I watched them in the week against Ch uh, Chelsea, wasn't it? And they've made, managed to make an absolute um, pig's ear of their iconic red and white stripes and blue shorts. This is an early free kick for the Lions. 50 seconds into the game on the left-hand side. Wallace is going to take it. going to be a chance to float the ball into the middle where Byron Webster and Steve Morrison lurk. Ball into the box. That rolls clear. O'Brien on the edge of the box concedes a handball. This is Wallace down the right side. Another dangerous, dangerous man every time he gets the ball. That cross is hoofed clear by the Barnsley defence. Two goals, Jules Savile, I should call him, really, shouldn't I? A brace from Tuesday night. I, both times I mistook him in my real-time stream of consciousness for Aidan O'Brien. I apologise. I'm getting old and the uh, glasses are going. There's a ball into the box. It's Lee Gregory in front of goal! Fire from point blank range at the goalkeeper's legs. Should have been a goal. Three minutes. Gone for a corner on the right-hand side. Lee Gregory with a fine chance there to open the account. Nice take and turn as the ball bobbled around in the box. Blasted into the goalkeeper's legs, who puts it behind for the corner. Jap Stan, that bitter man, that bitter ex-Manchester United and Dutch international, that damned us with faint praise by saying we were very physical on, on Tuesday night. And how long can we keep it up for? Well, you should know more about that coming from Amsterdam, Jap, than the uh, good, clean, living English boys. Seems like we kept it up enough to get past your team Tuesday night. Didn't like the physical style. Didn't like it up him. Long ball forwards. Only Greg was chasing that wide right. I think the goalkeeper's going to pick that up inside the, in, in the penalty area now. Five and a half minutes. Apologies for any double entendre in that last little statement there, dear listeners. I do put an E. I don't know if you've seen it, the, um, the explicit um, logo on these podcasts for that very reason. In case any listening vicars, gentle women or children. Barnsley managed by a bloke called Paul Heckingbottom. There can't be a more northern name than Heckingbottom, can there? If there is, I haven't heard. I remember Owen Archdeacon from years ago. I think he was a Barnsley player. I thought that was the most um, northern name I've ever heard. Owen Archdeacon, a player from the past. But Paul Heckingbottom rivals him, in my opinion, Barnsley manager. Was it harsh on Fred to be dropped in favour of the returning Lee Gregory after his three-game suspension? Probably not. I think Fred... Fred um, did well against Leeds but failed to convince me anyway in the other two games as a starter at this stage in his career Greg's Gee brings him a lot more physicality up front um, should have scored earlier on in the game today but he does bring that physical presence that um, Fred sometimes doesn't 10 minutes Hutchinson says he's looking to stay at the den in the long term he says there's an option in my contract I'm really enjoying my time here I had a good pre-season and when you go into the season with that it puts you in good stead if you don't get that you're, not all, you're always playing catch-up. Then importantly, he says, I believe the Kaffer has built something special here with his recruitment. Every single player in the, in the squad will say the same thing. We're all on the same wavelength. Everyone wants to play for him. Everyone is happy here. That's something to say, isn't it, dear listeners? There's Barnsley on the attack. Ball into the mix there. They're headed clear by the uh, more defence. Barnsley's most famous fan tradition has been Michael Parkinson, the 70s king of the chat show. 
nowadays reduced to daytime adverts for uh, funeral plans and over over 50s insurance policies. But once the king of the chat show, his famous uh, one, most famous one, I suppose, was Muhammad Ali. Uh, Brian Clough, I think he interviewed him a few times. There was big viewing on a Saturday night. Parkinson was the show. Hard to hard to believe now in this era of multi-channel television, but he was a, a son of Barnsley. Rod Hole and Emu, he had him on there once, didn't he? And the Emu attacked him. Everyone went on about it. They still do. 16 minutes. Barnsley trying to press forwards here. Well, I was just getting a little bit bogged down after a bright start. Here's the two on the right-hand side. Here's the seven. He's going to try a shot. He's running cross-field inwardly. That makes any sense. Ball's now on the left. Ticking towards 17 minutes. He's floated into the box. That's a flick header taken easily enough by Jordan Archer. International Jordan Archer. One of a glittering ten members of the current squad with international um, experience. How about that? Or international caps or international squads. I think it is a record for the club. 18 minutes. Not a thing of beauty so far this game. Mill probably looking the brighter of the two, but um, that's not saying much. It's a bit like comparing two colour by numbers where two kids with the same biros but one with more scribble than the other has uh, gone outside the lines to print. At the moment, that's Mill v Barnes. And Mill probably just staying inside the lines of the colour by numbers slots. If you know what I mean, does that make any sense? It does to me. 19 minutes. A winter day, of course, dear listeners, without wishing to prejudge or tempt Lady Lady Luck, Mistress Fate, with her cruel caprices. But a win today takes us uh, one step nearer the fringes, the, the fringes of Whisper It, the Premier League playoff race. I know it's early days and... Um, you know, we're a long way off from the finish, but um, I can only imagine the emergency meetings that will take place at Premier League World HQ underneath some kind of volcanic island in the South Pacific if Mill show any signs of reaching the, the Valhalla of the Premier League with all the damage that we could cause to their brand and the, uh, the sheer live wire energy that we bring to that, that boar fest called the Premier League. We've got a special guest approaching us as Barnsley press forwards. Special guest. We are privileged to be in the company of Mr. Mickey Simpson. Good Fan afternoon. Of the How you doing? You alright? Welcome to the show, Mick. Just spent uh, uh, ten minutes in the toilets well, having we... a question and answer session with fans. There we go. There's no answer to that one, Mick. I can imagine it was. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what kinds of questions you get in the toilets these days, Mick? Um, well, no, I've got a fella... You're at that funny time of life, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, there's a fella down there who said, the biggest problem with you is he comes with his brother, his yeah. brother had a stroke, yeah. and he needs to use the lift to get down. And there's the never lift, a lift behind us. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's never a steward there, so he kicks the door. And I went, all right, no worries, leave it with me. <laughs> I said, I just spoke to the steward. That's a fair point. And, the steward, and he showed the steward how he gets in, and I said, look, he's going to do that five minutes before the end of the game. Yeah. And don't have a problem with it, and, yeah. I'll, and I'll take it up with the board. Yeah. There should be someone there. Well, I mean, I'll speak to Steve, and I'll get it sorted out. So he's not necessarily disabled, is he? He's just had a stroke, and he's yeah, yeah, exactly. moving. And he can't get down the steps. Bit, no, that's right. So, you know, it's quite simple. Um, how are you finding the role of fan on the board, Mickey? How you, how's it going for you, mate? Is he? Yeah, it's very busy. Yeah. Um, You're enjoying yourself. I, yeah. You pause the moment too long now. Yeah, no, no. Look, I am enjoying it. It's um, it's very it's very different. Um, to understand that obviously the game the, the club is a business and it's a modern game as well yeah whether we like it or not no that's it I'll let you stop it's alright it's a, a moment where Barnsley pressing forward is cleared by Jordan Archer no, 
it's interesting. It, it, look, you, we speak, we speak externally in that because yeah, obviously yeah. You're, yeah. In the, you're in the panel, yeah. um, and obviously that's moving along really well. It's um, it's the balance between keeping it Millwall and, and being part of. We never ever. Do you know what? The do, you, do you know what? Right, I had a I had a meeting today. I'm not going to name the names. I had a meeting today with two of the directors, yeah. and um, and it was just a catch up, get to get to know and whatnot, and. And I said, look, the biggest, the biggest fear the fan base has yeah. is that uh, the board wants to sanitise the club. Yeah. And the two directors went, one of them turned around to me and said, I've been supporting Millwall since I was 10 years old. Yeah. Right? And he's, a lot, he's older than me. Yeah, yeah, right? So he's yeah. been doing it a good few years yeah, like yeah, you. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the other one said, I've been coming all my life. Millwall is my life. And the other guy turned around and said, Millwall is my life. Yeah. He said, we're not looking to sanitise. He said, this place here is renowned for being an absolute festering cauldron yeah. of yeah. working class football. Yeah. He said, but we've got to come to an understanding between having, you know, occasionally where it oversteps a line, but we've got to literally have that line, step on that line, yeah. but don't step over it. It's a hard balance. We, all know, we all know what you're talking about. Do the breakaways. There's Aiden O'Brien coming down the left on 24. He stops and checks. He does well to beat the 18 there. Gets the ball into the box. Eddie Brian McCauley. Nice work by Aiden O'Brien. Republic of Ireland, Aiden O'Brien. A difficult one, Mick, isn't it? I mean, we, we, I know exactly what you mean. We want to keep the uh, the spirit and the fire and the energy of the den, but there's a there's a line that unfortunately will get us into deep shit if we cross it, and, and um, that's good. that's the fact of life. It is. I mean, we, we, we are really watched, but we've got to learn where that line is and realise that if we cross it, it's going to have consequences, yeah. and realise that we can do what we want to do without having to cross that line. No one likes coming here. No, no I'm sure they don't. Do you know what I mean? And, and it comes I mean, a corner, Jules Saddle. Near post ball, for his back heel by Morrison's taken on the line. But no, no one enjoys coming down there. I mean, it's, it's quite self-evident, isn't it? And no, no opposition team enjoys you know, facing this. No, do you know what? Right? Today's a quiet day. Do you know what? Right. The other week, when when I brought the four London Bridge. Yeah, the heroes. Are, yeah. Um, heroes. Are, yeah. Right. Right. I've been here, same as you. Shot from distance has hit Rose Head there. Yeah, go on, mate. Yeah. I've been here with you in most of the big games here. Huddersfield playoffs, yeah, Bradford, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brentford. Yeah, we've been all the games here, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the Mother's Day Massacre, etc., etc. And we listen to it here, yeah. and it sounds loud, yeah. right? And I'll tell you what I'll do. Is one day, I will bring you down there so you can sit there and record a bit of it. I'll take you down to the pitch side <laughs> and sit there and do, right? Yeah. And the problem is, is sitting up here, yeah, you, don't you really it. don't understand how loud it is. Saying that on the show the other day, wasn't he? The, the interview you did for me, he said the same thing. You go out there, it, 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 it feels like mate, it's not, yeah. mate, it, it gets to your bones. It absolutely penetrates you. Unbelievable. And to play 90 minutes with that, yeah. I understand. When when the, when you get Neil Harris going, we need you. Yeah. We need the mat, you know, we need the 12th man, we need this, we need that. And you look at it and you go, is that bullshit? When you're down literally there and you hear that noise, what we did when I brought those lot out. Yeah. I missed my cue because it was so loud. Something else. Oh, mate. It, 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 nothing in this world, I think, can ever, ever explain that feeling of being down there when that when that crowd is, every single one's doing the same thing. Yeah. It's immense. Absolutely immense. I think we take it for granted at times. I think we do. 26 minutes. Game's a bit scrappy, dear listeners. As you can probably gather by the lack of um, action talk and the... And, and the um, conversation we're having with Mickey but um, so far no great no great opportunities for either side in all fairness
over the place today. Okay, and shot from distance from the four that's blocked by by um, Lee Gregory. 27 minutes. That's a nice touch. I saw the MSCs put some money in the Fisher FC, Mickey. Um, nice, nice sponsorship. Local yeah, we, club. Yeah, we oh, they're struggling around there at Surrey Docks, aren't they? We sponsored down to 16 team. Yeah, nice. Um, I like it. It's... What we've done now is, uh, between me and, uh, and a couple of the newer members of the MSC, we've devised a logo, yeah. which is sponsored by Millwall fans. I saw that online. It was a nice, nice looking logo. Is it for the, for the, was it for the Down Syndrome kids? We've done the Down Syndrome. So they're going to have a proper launch. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have a proper launch. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to publish anything that there's in a no. bit. I'll show you in a bit okay. um, of the actual shirt. Yeah. But... There's a disabled side of kids well, with Down Syndrome. Do you know syndrome. what, right? The problem was is that the disabled team didn't actually have any sponsors. So I thought, you know what, the MSC can sit there and do it on behalf of the fans. It called into the box here, Mick, long ball over, over Mick Morrison's head on cost, 28 minutes. Cost next to nothing, really silly. Well, that's what the MSC right? should be for, Mickey. I mean, that's, and that's what Mill fans would want it to be for. So we're going to sponsor the whole lot. Dean um, Dean Wilson, the funeral... Um, yeah, yeah, long-time... Funeral directors, yeah, long-time sponsor. Yeah. Um, they're going to um, basically provide kit bags and stuff for the guys. Mm-hmm. It's lovely to see you're still drinking bottles. And um, <laughs> and they're going to provide that bit, and literally every single one of the I think there's four teams, but they're going to have a kit now, and it's going to be sponsored by Millwall fans. It's wonderful. There won't be one Millwall fan in this stadium. We'll you wear that, that badge. Yeah. You wear that badge. You play our team. Yeah. I mean, if they play Palace and beat them, every Millwall fan's going to be happy with it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's that's my, my yeah. Opinion. No, that's that's right. That's right. He came to me last Sunday. That I spoke to the community and found out. I let you go. Go. On. Oh, this is Wallace over on the right hand side 28 minutes no, he's, fucked he's fucked it up last Sunday I found out that they didn't have any sponsors right so I put it to the MSC and said I want to do this we need a you know a thousand pound we might need a little bit more now but it's fine we need a thousand pound to sit there and do it by Tuesday I had agreement I spoke to um the new guy who runs commercial Stuart okay. and said I need this I need this for place, the yeah. launch on Thursday. Yeah. He basically pulled out all the stops. It was delivered to the shop about half past five, six o'clock on Thursday. Right. The logo. Right. The new logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And he got it printed and then basically it was there for the gala what they had on Thursday night. Not the real not the no. I know, Mickey. We're gonna break away, twenty nine minutes, come on to third, we've got a free kick on the right hand side. Um, probably about just inside the, the, the touchline on the edge of the penalty area, five yards short of the, of the penalty area. It's going to be floated in into the middle. This is Webster at the far post. He can't get his head to it. That's going to go for a throw in. No, it's a nice touch. I saw I saw the, um, the sponsorship um, online. And this is what the, the MSC should should do. This is what we want. It's not the only one, mate. We've done Fisher. We've done the Downs. Yep. We need... We did the Cricket Club last season. We've done the Cricket Club the last season. Cricket Club. Yep. Which Lewis is great Cricket stuff. Club, which we're going to do more The Inner City Cricket Club, yep. you know. The... 4th of November, yep. the Burton game. Long balling from Meredith, that's headed clear. Yep, go on. I can't go into too much detail with it, okay. obviously, but I want as many people here as possible. Okay. Because we've done we've done something else with a, an external team. Right. What's very close to every Millwall fan's heart, and we sponsored their tracksuits. It could only be West Ham. No. <laughs> 
it's, it's somewhere okay. in Woolwich. Right, okay. All right, okay. <laughs> there we are. Yeah. You, somewhere in Woolwich. Well, it's very team, secure. <laughs> a secure place. We're not talking about Belmarsh. No, 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 no. <laughs> the no, Belmarsh no, Prison no. Team, we're not sponsoring them. No. Connections well, only, to Lee Rigby. I can only think of one or two places that that's Connections secure. Connections to Lee Rigby. Okay, well, there we are. We're really narrowing down there. There we go. And, um, so it's a sponsorship deal for the uh, something around that. The Army Boys. Yeah, fantastic. You gave it away. There as many people here as possible as an exclusive. To talk to him. So get yourself down here before the Burton game on November the 4th. Yeah. It's going to be a, a presentation of the sponsor. It's going to be the Memorial game. Millwall tracks to, to the, I guess, in the Army sponsoring Millwall fans are going to be sponsoring an Army football team. That's fantastic, mate. But that is a pure exclusive to you. There we are, exclusive on Actung Millwall. Can you let go of my arm now, please? <laughs> 31 minutes, nil-nil. Um, Mill showing more brightness, I guess, than, than Barnsley, but nothing outstanding so far. Scrappy game, in all honesty, so so far to this, but there we are. Paul Moody was um, uh, did a presentation. He, he, his, his shirt. Yeah, he got auction, 700 quid for that. For, for an autistic chat, uh, lad. Yeah. Nice one. That's Fantastic striker, Paul, Paul Moody. Real foil for Neil Harris back in the uh, 2000, 2001 season. Neil in the, um, I went and put my head in the um, in the VIP suite where Friend, VIP where suite, yeah. VIP and, suite. Um, and I think it's uh, I don't know if many people know about it, but you you get a player there every every week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he talks about the old stories. I bet he's got and, a few. Uh, he was yeah, a great striker. Oh, fantastic! More skillful. He was given credit for as well. He's always talked about as being a bludgeon, you know, kind of like yeah. real physical. I, I remember seeing him. He had he's skill. A big man, Big man, he is a big man, but he had delicate feet, yeah. uh, and, he, and he had more of that than he was given credit for. Yeah. And he scored uh, I think it was 20 goals in that season. Do you know one fellow I'll never ever forget when I first started coming to Millwall? Good. I mean, as you know, I, I come in '98, '99, that sort of that yep. sort of era. Yeah. There was a guy called Paul Shaw. Paul and Shaw. And it was Baldy, a, Baldy Shaw. Yeah, and that was the song point. what yeah. never ever leaves my head. When I moved into the Cliftonville Tavern opposite, yeah. and uh, and a load of bods that lived there and a load of the Millwall, like the hierarchy we used to drink, yeah. it was like, right, you're coming to a game. <laughs> so we stopped for the corner? Because I've got a feeling we'll probably score. All right, there's a saddled corner on the right side. It's floating oh. near, that's heading clear. That's shot from Wallace. It's bouncing around wide on the left-hand post. Could be another corner from Millwall, 33 minutes. Finish your story, Mickey. Well, when I moved in there, they were like, right, you're coming to Millwall, and I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> they kidnapped you. And, and they went, no, you are. We, I, and then one of the hierarchy, uh, nameless, went, I brought you a ticket, and he was a lot bigger than me. <laughs> and he went, you're coming. And I went, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> and literally, from that moment, you're a Millwall fan. I used to sit in block 9, 10. Called on the left from Wallace. That's punched, cleared by the goalkeeper. Pushing. Penalised. Someone was penalised in the box there. 34 minutes. Moment where I thought there was an opportunity to get a shot on goal there, but it didn't materialise, dear listeners. Long lost Cliftonville Tavern now, block of flats. Yeah, yeah. So many are around here. The, uh, and the Brown Coat. Brown Coat. And, well, many others. Too many. Right, too yeah, numerous yeah, to yeah, yeah. Golden line, of course. We need another pub right nearby, don't we? We need a pub in here, mate. The match day pub would be. Oh, I've sorted it. We're now serving, He's sorted it. We're now serving beer where we used to stop serving beer at quarter past two at uh, right. the SE 16 bar and now serve up to three o'clock. Another exclusive. Another exclusive. Real pressing forwards here. That was where Wallace come down the left-hand side. It's going to be cleared by the Barnsley defence. Some good pressing across midfield to be uh, positive about the, the show so far. Nothing clear-cut so far. 
pub met early, early chance from Lee Gregory. There's the tweet from a uh, fan on the ball. You asked for beer to be served after 2.15. And we've listened, and now we provide it up until 3 o'clock, which is good, good work by Mickey there. Here comes McLaughlin down the right-hand side. Tunnicliffe's just inside of him. Ball just holding up. O'Brien retains it so, somehow. 36 minutes, comes in 37. Ball into the box. Archer spills. Ball bouncing around. Still loose. Fantastic save. Ball still point blank. Mill finally clear it. Caught by Archer. 38 minutes. The ball was bouncing around. There's a shot on goal from point blank range. We need to see it on the screen. Again, moment of real opportunity for Barnsley there. Let's have a look at it on the replay. Finally grabbed in the event by Jordan Archer. 38 minutes. They're not going to replay it. A bit of argy-bargy with Stewart to their right here at the moment. Having a beer inside the stadium. <laughs> you got to laugh, you? <laughs> It does show the stupidity. You sit under the fucking police box with a, a bottle of bud. Ball down the left, ball in, 1-0 Barnsley, across the six-yard box and, and tapped home from close. Ball from the left side cross, tipped home from close range, 1-0 Barnsley. 40 minutes just ticks by. We should have scored earlier on, so the ball was bouncing watch it now, it's ball down the left, he beats his man, gets the ball across, it's a good cross, and the attacker beats the, the middle defender, central defenders to clip it home from close. 1-0 to Barnsley. That wasn't in the script, dear listeners. We came back on Tuesday from going a goal down. We've got to do the same again today, dear listeners. It'd be nice not to, 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 to keep uh, having to make these comebacks. Well, 43 minutes. It's been a disappointing half for the Lions, in all honesty. That early chance to Lee Gregory being the only um, standout moment for Mill. Otherwise, it's been huff and puff. And then to concede what was, in truth, a sloppy goal at the, uh, at the 40-minute mark is, is, is um, dispiriting. There we are. I'm going to have a beer and have a chat. Mick's going to check out the bar and bring me a Bovril. Yes, very generous. Thank you very much, mate. Bovril's good for you, dear listeners. Maybe you should give the team a Bovril half time because it's been a lacklustre half, in all honesty, for the Lions. There's Legory, Gregory on the break. Legory. Sits inside a penalty. It looks like a penalty. It is a penalty. Right on 44, 45 minutes. Gregory breaks down the middle, aiming to shoot and clipped. Grab on the player off. Big moment here, penalty awarded. Should he go or not? Well, he should if it's a goal scoring opportunity, of course. Although some would say the penalty is punishment enough. Three minutes overtime. If it's a goal scoring opportunity, he's got to go, hasn't he? By the letter of the law. Stewart's shuffling around to that far side where there's a, a conversation going on over there. Referees gives him a yellow. Mm. Bottle job, I think. Bottle job by the letter of the law. Um, probably the correct decision in, 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 in moral terms. If moral, make, moral terms makes any difference at all in the game of football. As it is, we've got penalty. Lee Gregory went to the um, extra time at the end of the first half. Here we go. Lee Gregory shapes up to take. Bottom left hand corner, cool as a cucumber. Lee Gregory, penalty king. Passed that one up at Barnes, uh, older when we had a couple of penalties. He missed them both. One each. Well, that settles um, the half's nerves. A little bit of a conversation going on down there with Steve Morrison talking to the team through. 
just watched the penalty on the screen. Side foot into the bottom left hand corner. Goalkeeper sent the wrong way. Nicely done. One all. Last few seconds of the first half, ticking down. So the seven's going to take it on the right side. And he's floated in, into the middle. Ball bouncing around. Moments. Panic stations, but Archer takes on the line. There's half-time. One all at the break. Strange scrappy half overall, as we've said. Barnsley open the scoring. Um, probably the first to break the, the pattern of scrap. Since then, it's been a reaction. Last few minutes of the, of the half, very dramatic. So there we are, one all at the break. Barnsley managed going and having a conversation with the referee. Swing your hook, hecking bottom. Referee still on the pitch. Two stewards with him. Whilst he has a dig at the referee. That's quite extraordinary. He's still out there. His assistant's going out the same walk away from it. Two assistants have come out telling him to walk away from it. He is walking away from it. Some comment from the West Lower. A few half-time tweets for you, dear listeners. Grumpy McGrimmis. Or Grumpy Grimmis, actually. Not McGrimmis. I always say it in a Scottish voice. Grumpy McGrimmis says he thought that Barnsley had the better of the first half. Although not enough to be in front. Need a spark second half to take all three points, Millwall. Lions Live Radio says Heckingbottom is on the pitch arguing with the officials. We just said that. Now he's off to a chorus of boos and I dare say other comment too. One that's just passed as I'm flicking through the tweets is from the Evening Standard, half-time, Manchester United 2, Crystal Palace 0. Marino's men, are make, uh, Marino's men are making light work of CPFC. We always like to see that. That's enough of them anyway. Paul Green says Gregory won the penalty and made no mistake from the spot. The Lions perhaps a little bit fortunate to be back on terms as largely uninspiring so far. I think you're right there, Paul. Sam Brown says Mill 1, Barnsley 1, the line's going to the break. I can only imagine Neil Harris will not be happy with the first half display. I think you're right there too, Sam. I think that it's been a, a scrappy half. Um, puff and puff, but no end products, and that's not going to be good enough in this league. Jay Shaw says Mill's new tactics are to bore the opposition into submission. Must do better in the second half. Lions TV says half-time one all. Gregory equalised right and half-time from the spot. Blatant Red says Lions TV says Dan Barnsley manager and fans somehow think they've been hard done by. And finally Dan, Dan Wall 06 says that penalty got us out of jail. We've been poor this half. Neil Harris speaking to the News at Den on the 27th says that the players have total belief in inverted commas, that's, that's his quote, total belief in the system, in what they're doing here at the club. Describing George Savile uh, and his excellent form, uh, he says he's a great strike from a player who's confident. Uh, we've got some players in the dressing room playing the best football of their careers, says Neil. You can see that without a shadow of a doubt. There's total belief in what they do. When Reading got on the ball, there was no panic. In all honesty, I mean, that's been a scrappy half and we've got ourselves out of jail. I do, I do believe that's true today. We haven't panicked. Um, defensively looked a little bit um, fragile in the first half. But that said, I think the team have shown on Tuesday night and previously, they've got the bottle to um, dig themselves out of a hole. They're in a, bit, a little bit of a rut at the moment in this game, but they will dig themselves out of it, I have no doubt. As Harris says, Belt Barnsley is a big game. It is a big game. Bit of a um, we can transition upwards, or we can remain as a mid to lower half table side. So today is a huge game. Just looking at the big screen, there's the Mill FC Twitter account. There's a logo for the 
Instagram, uh, which I believe is a photographic thing. I mean, you'll have to forgive me now. Younger listeners are going to be laughing their socks off at me. Snapchat. What's the point of Snapchat? Um, from what I can see, it just lets you put kind of um, daisy chains around your head and, and um, make yourself into a unicorn and the like. Um, I've, I've looked at it. I can't actually see what the point or purpose is. So maybe one of the younger listeners who's still um, not laughing their, their socks off at, at this old git rabbit on about social media can tell me what the point and purpose of Snapchat is because uh, I see that the club have an, an account, but I don't know what you use it for. There. I've, I've just condemned myself to um, ridicule across the social media users of the world. I don't care. Achtung, Mailball. The way we go with the second half, dear listeners. This half, Mill attacking the cold blow lane end as is right, proper, and traditional according to English and Anglo Saxon law dating back to the venerable Bede himself. Early attack for Barnsley. They'll feel they can get something out of this game. They had a couple of opportunities. The scrap, the kind of scramble towards the late part of the first half, and then of course the goal itself, um, which was a decent crossing from the from the left-hand side. So they feel they've got every every chance of, of a shot at this game. And Millwall, know they've got to do a lot better. And they will also feel they should have a shot at this game. So um, all to play for. Breaking play. What's going on here, people? Is, is the uh, Barnsley manager having a word? We'll see what's, what's going on here. Is the referee's run over to talk to him. He was having a word at the end of the first half. Maybe he's had another word now. He's going to send him off. Send him to the stands. A few uh, gesticulations. Implying his uh, nocturnal habits. He's been sent to the stands. Hecking bottoms out of the game. There's some chaps down below me in shorts and um, short sleeve shirts. It's not that warm. But I think these are chaps that are... They declare Endless Summer. There was, like, there was a movie, wasn't it? Endless Summer. With Brooke Shields in it. Back in the 80s, Endless Summer. But I think these must be fans of the Endless Summer ideal. Where you're always, always dressed for the beach. The sunshine never stops. Mill free kick. Lofted forwards by Byron Webster from the halfway line. That's towards Steve Morrison. It, the second ball is... Nearly won by Savile. Another bit of pulling there on Meredith. Free kick for Millwall. Much more dangerous position. That was a clear tug from this distance. Incidentally, I was watching the match of the day interview with Gary Lineker talking to Pep Guardiola of Manchester City. Slightly manic interview. It was cut in a very strange way. Every, Lineker was, was gesticulating like um, a kind of a stage Frenchman of the old days, you know. Um, lots of... Lots of um, uh, gestures and, and uh, the way Guardiola's mumbling his response is all cut a little bit too fast. But anyway, he's talking a lot about the English uh, love of the second ball, the long ball and then the knockdown, um, as though it was um, something he's trying to get away from with Manchester City. But we are in love with the second ball. We're balled into the box. That's Lee Gregory off the line now. I think it was an interview that was meant to be instructive. I found it quite tedious, to be absolutely honest. But there we go. Get Gary Lineker and Pep Guardiola. I suppose what did I ever expect? Bovril Walla. Nicky Simpson. Thank you, mate. No worries, mate. You can't beat a drop of Bovril, dear listeners. No, you can't. And I started the trend, eh? You started the trend and I've, I've stuck with it. Ball into the box. That's a dangerous one. From, put behind for Barnsley corner on 53 minutes. They're getting forwards. They're starting to look a little bit dangerous. We've got to take care of this game, dear listeners. 53 minutes, it's going to be a corner on the left-hand side. Left-sided corner for the seven. 
he floats it across the mill box saying Archer flaps and don't quite get it he was under physical pressure there appealing for something but not getting it from the referee nice ball out from defence there by, by Hutchinson the Bermondsey Beckenbauer Sean Hutchinson the line's coming down the left hand side now 57 and a half minutes this is Wallace we go for a corner on the left hand side nice work there by Millwall beautiful ball forwards by Sean Hutchinson Barnsley will bring away all over the top this is Tunnicliffe trying to get down the right hand side it falls to to Wallace from distance shot on target the goalkeeper spills short of Lee Gregory was sniffing 58 minutes 15 come down the left ball across the box 2-1 Barnsley fired in from close quite across the six yard box middle defence pulled apart slightly 15th cross from the left fired home from close range 2-1 Barnsley on 59 minutes nice control on the left by the Barnsley put it across and there's no one there Archer gets a hand to it but it goes into the net nothing you could do about that close range point blank shot and there's the image on the screen of the uh, manager stuck up in the in the, uh, in the press in the director's box he'll be happy with that 2-1 to Barnsley with half an hour to go so Lions give themselves another mountain to climb there's Morrison he's got McLaughlin overlapping him on the right Morrison takes on the cross tries to find O'Brien it falls instead to Gregory shot blocked ball bouncing around it falls now to Morrison on the right hand side takes his man on beat, beaten by a defender too slow a bit sluggish by Steve Morrison there in all honesty little substitution who's this coming in 22's coming out O'Brien's coming out Ferguson's coming in on 63 minutes Gregory takes some turns in the side of the box can't, just can't win the ball he falls to Morrison this is Ferguson on the left hand side it's back across the box that's cleared by the Barnsley defence this is Meredith 66 minutes Mill on the attack here Ferguson there on the left hand side he floats it in that's checked by the defence that's a ball that goes wide it's not caught right on the volley by Jed Wallace 66 67 minutes halfway through the second half and it's been a poor display overall by the Lions we got ourselves back in by by chance at the end of the first half um, I would say Barnsley are deserving of their lead overall we've not shown enough to say that um, obviously we hope for the best of the final quarter but we've not shown anywhere near the spark that we'd normally expect from the side today probably one of the Lions poorer displays at home so far this season though still a quarter game left to go so we must get too despondent must we dear listeners chance to cross the ball that's blocked by the Barnsley defence it's been pretty solid that Barnsley defence in all honesty quality of our balls in maybe hasn't been up to the par but they've been blocking everything that's come in that's a longer one from McLaughlin it comes to the far post this is Ferguson shoots over shoots over on the volley far left hand post on 70 minutes 77 minutes Lions pressing down the left hand side this is uh, Meredith finds Wallace inside with a little bit of a sluggish feel to us this afternoon not really worked any chances that ball forward there's poor from from Saville Meredith down the left hand side running into a, a wall of white in front of him and they bring it away applause for James Meredith good player I like James Meredith he's been a real um, breath of fresh air in that, in that left back position for us and a handshake from, from Harris as he comes off so Fred's in the game and they're on the break now at a 26 as they cross the halfway line on the right more space for them now Meredith's out of the game Byron getting involved they've still got the ball at the edge of the penalty if they score a goal it's good night Vianetta 
Penalty. They win a penalty. I thought it looked like one in all honesty. Ferguson's put him down. And he stayed down, so I think he knew he'd done it. Now he's got a yellow card. So penalty bounces. Should settle it if they score it. 26 is going to take it. 82nd minute penalty. This should settle it if he scores it. 3-1. Sent off to the wrong way. More fans filing for the exits. In all honesty, no modern barns you deserve for me, dear listeners. I know that's probably not going to be popular opinion, but um, it's the, the practical reality of the game that I've just seen. It's been a very scrappy performance by Millwall, and Barnes have looked the more um, enterprising and attack-minded side, so um, they've, done, they've done a job on us. What we do to others, they've done to us today. Five minutes overtime. Not that I think it's going to make much difference. It doesn't seem to be any drive in the Lions this afternoon. We seem to have been very lacklustre. Funny enough, um, before the game, Harry Warren tweeted me Message me rather. Certainly felt odd today. The, the den felt odd. I think he might have the uh, seventh son of a seventh son style um, sensitivity to it. It's, it's been a very flat afternoon from the mill perspective. There's a final whistle. 3 1 it finishes to Barnsley. A deserved win, in all honesty, for the Tykes. Um, one of the most disappointing performances by the Lions I've seen this season. I wasn't at Wolves. Um, I understand that was also poor, but this has been the most disappointing I've seen the Lions play so far this season. We lack spark, we lack verve, um, and we were exploited by an opposition that knew how to use its wings and got down our flanks and um, dug at our weak spots. So there it is, 3-1 to Barnsley. Poor, poor game by Millwall. Um, after the break, I'm going to be talking to a new voice for the show, Mr Michael Avery. We're going to be right back after these messages. Stop with today's result. Call 0208144032 oh, and leave your message now. Big welcome onto the show now to a new voice to Akdung Millwall, Mr. Michael Avery. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hello, thanks for having me. This is actually the second time we've done this, dear listeners. You you out there have no appreciation of the complexities of podcast recording. And Michael and I have just done a really fantastic conversation only to find that my recording app has fucked up completely. So we're having to do it all again from scratch and sound really spontaneous, aren't we, Michael? Oh, it's a shame. The first one was blinding. Yeah, this one's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Um, a poor game yesterday, a poor show by Millwall. Um, Neil Harris, speaking after the game in the press conference, made a, an interesting point, Michael. I felt that if we don't play to the maximum, our maximum Millwall style, as he puts it, uh, we're going to come off second best in this league. And I think that was probably an example yesterday of um, us not being at our maximum Millwall style, to say the least. Mm, yeah, agreed. I mean, I mean, I wrote, going, going back to the uh, MSC writing that I've been doing recently, mm. I think one of my first articles was actually how good the championship was this year. Yeah. I mean, if you compare it to a few years ago, sorry to those who already read it, um, <laughs> but if you compare it to a few when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Years ago, I mean when we had like the likes of Shitu at the back, Danny at the back, Beavers. You know, teams were, were it was half like shooting practice. Yeah. And yeah. and you know, we was having 10, 15 shots and it was actually thanks to the defence that we was only losing games one and two nil. But this this championship, it really is, I mean, from the outside looking in when we was in League One for a couple of years and everyone was saying about Harris, you know, one of the best leagues in the world, even for a second tier competition. It really is because, it is, yeah, you, you know, I mean, we, yes, we didn't necessarily, we weren't great at all yesterday, but we were royally punished. Yeah, I mean, we missed an early chance. Lee Gregory, um, about two or three minutes in, I think he had, a, had an open yeah, chance. I mean, I mean, yeah. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. That I think that was a big game changer straight away. Yeah, um, I agree. And that 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 goes. To, I mean, I know it was only what four minutes in, five minutes. Something in. like that, very early. Yeah. But if you if you go one nil up that early into a game with the momentum you've already had from previous wins against big clubs, you know, yeah. and just about to go into the international break, it, it you know that was that was a game changing moment straight away. I felt, I mean, obviously there's this injury that's um, been picked up by Sean Williams in midfield. So we, we had a, an unfamiliar midfield, Ryan Tunnicliffe and, and George Savile. Um, someone made a point on Twitter, and I think it's a good point, they're both similar players, whereas with the loss of Williams, although he looks lazy at times, he, produce, he really has got a passing touch, hasn't he, in a team mm. that otherwise lacks it at times. Oh, yeah, I mean, Williams passing in the team... Um from open play it, there's no one that comes close to him in our side at the moment no. I mean everyone was, everyone was saying on Twitter yesterday that, that I was on about sort of Williams with his dead ball because I was critical of how we were at corners etc I, I think Ferguson's probably our best dead ball player at he the is. club but w- yeah. Williams yeah. Williams is something else actually in open play I did actually feel a little bit sorry for Tony Cliff as well yesterday because I thought he started reasonably bright you know as, as bright as that performance could have been but what we were saying earlier on about how, you know, teams have sort of done some homework on us and, yeah. we, you know, how we were playing. Every time Wallace had the ball, he was being closed down. Literally, he was given no space. Every time Saville, you know, was even looking for a pass or looking to make some space, he was being closed down. So Tannicliffe was a little bit like a, a rabbit in headlights, I thought, was quite exposed. Teams will do their homework, Michael. I mean, you know, we, we are at the uh, the Premier League Mark Two level. And like it or not, we're not going to be a surprise every single week. We've surprised a few teams, I think, in the first quarter of the season. And as we were saying, I mean, we've done well to to be in the position we're in, really. We would have settled for this at the start of the season. Um, yesterday, as I think I said earlier on, um, was the first time I felt we'd actually been beaten rather than just lost a game. It was the first time I felt there was, a, there was some blue water between us and the other side in the sense of... Um, 
their ability to attack us down the flanks, which we had no real answer for, and our lack of lack of energy and lack of vim. It, it was it was it was the first time I felt we'd actually been decisively beaten in a game. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, um, as we were saying earlier on, you know, if you look at that third goal, yeah, you know, it, it was it was very poor. How how I can't remember actually who, who the player was who got it now, but he picked up the ball and he, he must have run about sort of like twenty yards, just walked through the midfield and the back four, got him got to about twelve yards out and brought down for a for a poor penalty. And, you know, it, it really just seemed the confidence had gone, the wind was out of the sails. And I mean if you look at the stats from this from from like all these apps and BBCs, mm, etc. Mm. I mean there there's there's a says in there, lie there's lies, damn lies and there's statistics. If you didn't go <laughs> to the game yesterday, I mean we had apparently we had fourteen fourteen shots and Six were on target. Did we? I, I, I can't remember. I, can't. <laughs> I must have missed those. I don't think we've had 14 shots in the last two games, to be honest with you, let alone in one. We got uh, ourselves into a rut, didn't we? I mean, I, I felt we started brightly. Um, we had the, the Gregory chance we've mentioned. Um, then the game seemed to get into a kind of, um, I, I described it as a, as a scrappy period. You know, it was, it was like neither team was really looking to uh, to go anywhere. But then Barnsley started to turn it on late in the first half. They had a couple of good crosses across our penalty area, which I think surprised us. And we didn't really have much of an answer for. No, no, you're right. I mean, I think there was one point a couple of minutes before their goal. Yeah. I mean, the ball was just, it was it was such a, such a scramble that, to be honest, I don't actually think it was particularly good defending from us. I just thought we were quite lucky to get away with it and we got the rub of the green there. But that was that could have been a moment where, you know, Neil Harris could have thought, you know what, deep breath, calm down, let's go back to how we were playing already. But yeah. two two minutes later, um, McLaughlin was beaten by the wing and the ball come in and Bradshaw headed it in. And that was just pretty much what it was. Our, our full-backs were, were taken apart yesterday, I felt. I actually felt we were a little bit surprised that someone came to the den and attacked us back. We're used to being the team that takes the game to them, and they, after weathering an early storm, started to take the game to us, and I don't think we really were ready for that. Um, we, we caught a break <clears throat> dead on half-time there, Michael, um, the penalty. Um, it looked like a penalty to me. I was sat at that end. I, I thought it was a fair fair shout. <laughs> Should have should the man have gone off? I thought in by the letter of law he should have walked for that. Oh yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, like I'm, I'm not sure if anyone saw the uh, MSC Twitter feed yesterday mm. through through the course of the game. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the first thing I wrote was penalty. Like he's got a walk or penalty's got to go or something like by that. By the letter of the law, he should have done. I'm not saying morally he should have done, but um, by the letter of the law, for me that was a goal scoring opportunity. He's clipped our man as he's in the, in the act of pulling the trigger. So it's got to be a red. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I thought so too. But then um, one one fan, um, I can't remember who his name was mm. now, but he, he, very, he very kindly tweeted a link to the new rules of the game and how it now wasn't a red card. Was it not? Oh, yeah, okay. and, I, and, and I kindly right. tweeted back, who side you on then? Um, <laughs> but... Well, if it's not the letter of the law, then no, then, I, I, you know, morals have no place in football, as we, as we know more widely. Um, so the penalty but, for me is always punishment enough. Where do you stand on the issue? I mean, do you... Do you I, I think the award of a penalty and a yellow is is an appropriate, and you know, sanction for a situation like that. Mm, well, from where I'm sat, I mean, sh- straight away, every everyone said it was a penalty. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. And um, after the game as well, um, the Barnsley manager, I was in the press conference after the game, and there was a couple of things he said. I nearly fell off my chair, to be honest with you. He um, he, he was adamant it wasn't a penalty. He was saying about how he had he had. Evidence or proof or whatnot. Evidence. Um, or, 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 <coughs> yeah. please, please don't quote me in case. Um, a summoned affidavit. Yeah, but um, 
which I'm sure he does. Um, but he's um, he was saying there it wasn't a penalty, and right. one of the reasons why he was sent to the technical area was because he was arguing the penalty, not not arguing the fact it was a harsh penalty or etc. Mm. etc. Et but he was adamant, even what an hour after the game or even an hour after the penalty was decision uh, was given, yeah, that it wasn't a penalty, and he was very. Uh, Vehement, vehement on that. I presume he's going to say that the ball was taken and uh, no, no foul committed on Gregory. I mean, it didn't look like that in real time, but um, I know we're, yeah. we're biased. But there we are. Um, yeah, what got me as well though was he said sorry, Scott. What yeah. he said to me was, um, well, not me personally. Yeah, to, the, to the group. Me, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but what he was saying was, was uh, <laughs> he said that none of the players reacted. And um, you could tell by their reaction it weren't a penalty. And I'm thinking, well, Gregory was about 20 yards away from everyone. Of yeah. course, he ain't going to see any reaction. No one was there. No, no, no. I mean, the linesman, the linesman saw it straight away. The crowd, you know, you, I, I always say... I felt penalty, you know. I was on yeah, the other I'm, side. So. I, I thought it was a penalty all day long. I mean, 12,000 people aren't going to get it wrong, are they? And the linesman, who's paid to do the job. No, 12,000 unbiased, fair-minded individuals at the, at the den. I think they're... they're, they're Indeed, they're, totally neutral. They, they called it right. I yeah. thought we caught, we caught a break. I mean, it's bang on half time. We got the penalty. We're back in the game to a degree, undeservedly so. You can argue about that. The second half was really disappointing for me, given that we've got ourselves back into a, a, a toehold back on 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 the uh, into the game, and then we just let it slide in the second half. It was it was a poor show overall in that second half for me. And the lack of the lack of spirit, Michael. That's what really mm. really struck me. No, indeed, there, there wasn't really anyone out there. I mean, it was a shame because there, there, there didn't seem to be a real degree of leadership. Normally, Morrison, you know, would sort of grab the grab yeah. everyone by the scruff of the neck and pull them up, or you'd expect Hutchinson or Webster to to have a word here and there. But it just it just seemed that it just seemed, especially when that second one went in, it just totally deflated us. It took the then, wind out of ourselves, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it surprised me. I mean, just talking about Morrison, we, we were talking earlier on about the low rating given to him on, on the News at Den um, Marks Out of Ten page. So, uh, bizarrely for me, but I think bizarrely for you too, Michael, uh, Morrison's come up with a 3.6. That's a shockingly low rating for a player that gives everything. I mean, he's playing with an injury at the moment. He never gives you anything less than 100%, and he's way better than 3.6. It wasn't, wasn't his best day, that's for sure, but it wasn't a 3.6 day for me. No, no, agreed. And yeah, as, as we were saying before, incredibly harsh. I, I really, again, don't want to offend anyone, but I really cannot see where they got an average of three point six from. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a poor mark. Um, he it, it wasn't his best game. Morrison will be the first to admit that. But you know, when when you're not when you're not the target for the game plan, you know, when everything's going towards Lee Gregory, and you know you're playing with an injury yeah. and people screaming at you to get into the game. You know, it's very, it's very difficult to sort of build any sort of momentum, I feel. I mean, some of the you marks, know. I'm just looking at this list of marks here. I mean, it's it's bizarre. I mean, it's like an insight into the mind of the general public in a way, and it's not pretty sight at times. Jordan Archer's got 5.9. I won't argue with that. Sean uh-huh. Hutchinson, 6.3. I mean, uh, the, the, the the goal was a defensive error. I mean, the ball was whipped in across the, the face of the box, and um, central defenders didn't deal with it. That might be harsh judgment, but I'm not sure that they were, you know... That, to concede three goals, can't, I can't see how a defence can come away with with decent marks out of that. McLaughlin was given four point nine on here, Meredith five point five. No, indeed, I, I think I think that's pretty fair across the board for the, for the defence. Um, apart from Hutchinson, like you said, I, I was surprised how high that was. Mm. Uh, Tony Cliff's four point eight again was also slightly yeah. harsh. I feel if you want to round yeah. it up to like a five, <coughs> yeah, then make, yeah, maybe. 
um, maybe just over five, but but anything under five for Tony Cliff, I thought was harsh. Yeah, but there we are. That's that's the. That's but I mean, the... I think I think um, Wallace, Wallace got a man in the match six point six point. Well, I, I uh, yeah, Wallace star man, yeah, six point four. Yeah. Now are... I, I I wouldn't have said that Wallace was a six point four no. out of ten performance <laughs> yesterday, and I've been a big fan of Wallace so far, but I, I wouldn't have said it was it was. No, a game that he was involved in enough. But ironically, there was a, there was a chap next to me, and he was saying, "Oh, um, I'm going to give Gregory a seven for today. What do you think?" And I was thinking, oh, "On what performance? Uh, yeah. On what performance?" Yeah, yeah. And they went, "Well, he's, you know, he's he scored the penalty. But he missed the hundred and he missed the set. Yeah, missed the screamer. Went, and it's his hundred and fiftieth game. I went, yeah, but you can't give someone two extra <laughs> sentimental vote." <laughs> It's amazing. I mean, what, um, oh, I mean, what would Gareth Barry be on at the moment if he was doing that on sentiment and how many games you've played? He'd be on a million, wouldn't he? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think just going back to Harris's comments of um, the fact that we, we we have to be at our Millwall best, as he puts it. Um, we 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 bring a, a great game A, um, and it's a higher tempo, high energy game A. Uh, if that doesn't work, and it kind of didn't work yesterday. In truth, we don't have anything else to fall back on. Um, I think you know it, it's it's a great game, eh? I want to say that again. But in the absence of, a, of that, we do need a plan B of some sort, don't we? We just seem to lack that. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right there. I mean, with if you looked at the game against Reading on Tuesday night, yeah. I, I thought that we was sort of being sold their possession based game. You know, keep the ball, pass it around. You know, just try and play possession based. And I thought that sort of was a bit of a hangover into today as well, or sorry, yesterday as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. Look, looking at these two games, it just doesn't seem like there's a plan B. It could be because of injuries, you know, like we haven't got um, players playing. I said earlier on that I think if Elliot was fit, he would have, he would have at least started one of the last. He'd have brought some physicality, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he, and after seeing Elliot play pre-season and you know from the start of the season as well, you know, he, I think he does hold the ball up well. He does. So that, that, yeah. that obviously would have been yeah, would have been a plan B if he was planned. But you know, Williams again. We said earlier on Williams being out the side for for injury now as well. You know, yeah, there, there isn't a plan B at the moment, or there doesn't seem to be. But it'll uh, be interesting to see when everyone's fit what what will happen. Well, we've got a, a, a very welcome, uh, as it turns out, international break. I never really liked the international breaks, but. Um, it, it comes at a, a fortuitous time, given the fact that we're carrying a lot of knocks, a lot of injuries. One or two players, they're just running on empty a little bit, and Harris kind of alluded to that yesterday. Um, we, we touched on this earlier on, that as a quarter of the way into the season, it's actually, this is a situation that we would have settled for, Michael, back at, back in August. It's just that we've got a little bit carried away with the defeat of Leeds, and suddenly we're looking upwards at the um, the fringes of the, of the playoff race. But, in all honesty, um, the size of squad that we have, we're probably in a fairly realistic position at the moment, aren't we? Mm. Yeah, no grade or or maybe slightly better than realistic position. I mean, yeah. I said before a ball was even kicked, I said that dotted line that's near the bottom of the table, anywhere above that, I'll take that all day long. It could be, twenty, um, I don't know, 15 places above it or one place above it, as long as we're not in that bottom three. And... Yeah. You know, we were saying as well, Ken, Kenny Jackie always said just, just after the first quarter of the season, after or the first 12 games, if you will. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when we started a little bit slow against Forest and Ipswich, I, I thought, you know, well, this, you know, we're still quite early in, you know, 12, 11, 12 games in where we are now to be 
mid or lower mid table. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll beat your hand off for that. And especially when you compare it to the likes of Bolton, you know, two points, bottom of the table, they were probably one of the better sides in League One last year. Yeah, Bolton, and Sunderland and Birmingham, all bottom three teams, three big clubs. And, we, you know, we, 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 we've got um, clear blue water between us and the bottom three. So, um, you're just looking at the table here. And I mean, on 11 games beneath us, we've got the, the QPRs, we've got the whole cities. And the Red, uh, well, Reading's got 10 games, but, you know, and then the Birmingham, Sunderland, Bolton. So, we're doing pretty well for Millwall, by Millwall standards, despite Absolutely. yesterday's disappointing turnout. Um so yeah, it's a, a break now, for, uh, and then I think it's Brentford away, which is a uh, looming as another big game, isn't it? <clears throat> London derby. Um, no, indeed, yeah. And also as well, one thing I will take from Neil Harris's press conference that I did quite like was the um, he said we're very much we've got like we haven't got a blame culture, we've got a learning culture. Yeah, and, uh, and nice line. I, I know yeah. some. I know some fans, uh, maybe some of the people who voted on news at then, but some of those will be very much like you know they deserve a kick up the arse, you know they deserve, you know slap around the ear old kind of thing. But I mean. When how if you look at how well he's done as a manager so far, especially when he took over from Holloway, in the sense that you had a player like Lee Gregory, who was really struggling under yeah, Holloway, it was going and nowhere. Harris come in, yeah, put his arm around him, taught him, you know, we we don't do a blame game here. Don't worry if you miss. And yeah. Gregory, up and up until yesterday, has been one of our or probably been our best centre forward we've got. You know, so I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of the of the learn not blame culture that seems to be at the club. Was at it moment. harsh on Fred, Mike? I want to get before we finish out. I want to get your take on the Fred being dropped question, um, and the Gregory walking back into the team. So Fred, Fred was pretty good against Leeds. Um, less good against um, uh, the two following the Preston. I don't know if you're up there. Preston, he was less good, and Reading, he was he was moderate. I felt, um, but he certainly hadn't been he hadn't played any shockers. Um, it was his place to lose, really, and for Gregory to come straight back in. Was that the correct decision for you, do you think? Um, I believe so. I believe so. I, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not exactly a critic of Fred per se, but I do think that he he wasn't, for the opportunity he had, it wasn't as if he had one game to yeah. sort of step in. He had to get in and score a hat-trick. You know, he had, he had three games to just to show a bit it. of consistency to make it. The yeah. Leeds game he was phenomenal. You couldn't play against him. No. You know, he was very, very good. But... Did it go to his head? Was he not used to playing so many 90 minutes in a certain amount of, of time? Not sure what it was. But for the Reading game, he, he didn't really seem to be in the game much. But saying that, when he came on in the 80th minute, I actually thought he looked quite lively. I yeah. thought he looked like he was actually causing a few a few issues. Well, he brings I mean, some pace, didn't he? He brings pace. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't as if he was like, you know, super sub and, you know, he was expecting a hat-trick, but he was a lot better than than what the first eight he was on, yeah. from, from New York side. But no, no I, I don't think it's particularly harsh. And also, he's, he's, he's a young lad, isn't he? So, you know, yeah. he, he's only going to progress. Yeah. So, Morrison playing with an injury. Um, one last question. One last poser. Is it time to rest Steve Morrison and play with a forward line of Gregory and Ayanava, O'Brien or, or Fred? Um, he's, he's been looking a little bit ineffective for, for many reasons. He's got his 3.6... Rating on the news at Den is, is it is it is it time to start to think the unthinkable and think about Steve Morrison's place? Yeah, I think it may be an idea. Yeah, to, to give him a rest. I mean, at, at this level, I mean, mm. it's, it's it's such a fast pace. It is, and, and he's I mean, an old I'm, chap, isn't he? He's thirty four. I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too much younger than Steve Morrison himself, to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> and I, like to, I like to think of myself as as I could run around for ninety minutes a couple of times a week. But no, it, it is a fast paced game. 
Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if, if you have got someone like, like Fred, for example, with so much promise, you know, so much sort of youthful enthusiasm, can play the minutes that's required at this pace, at this level, then, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying makes make Steve uh, a player who sits on the bench and comes on occasionally. No. But, yeah, I, th- I think a rest is well-deserved. Uh, something definitely. like a rotation, I think, I'm thinking of. I mean, he's, he's always going to be a starter if he's fit. He's, you know, he's starting. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But... I'm, I'd, I'd, leave O'Bri- I'd leave O'Brien where he is, Yeah. to be honest. I mean, he's he's flourishing out on the wing. And to, to get the amount of goals that he has got from that position over the last few years and the way he's been playing, um, so far this season, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tinker with that. I'd leave, I'd leave O'Brien where he is. Fair enough, mate. That's great stuff, Michael. I've eaten enough of your morning up one way and the other. That's, that's really, I really appreciated, mate. We've had some recording issues, dear listeners. So, um, uh, you, you won't, hopefully, you won't pick up on that by the time you do finally get to hear this, this, um, this show. I want to really thank Michael Avery. First time on the show. You've done brilliantly, mate. And I hope you'd be welcome to come back in the future if you if you oh, care gladly. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Let, let, let me know when you sort it out, you're recording, then I'll come again. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Big thank you, Michael. There we are, dear listeners. That's been Achtung Millwall. Um, we'll be back for the Brentford game two weeks' time. Until then, Arriva Dirty Millwall. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.